A solid malpractice insurance agent is an integral part of the business of medicine. These industry experts can help you shop around, understand your coverage options, and manage your policy. They'll save you time and bring their expertise to help you make sure you've got the right policy at the best price. But what happens when things start to sour? Maybe your agent used to do a good job, but they're just not cutting it anymore. How do you fire your malpractice insurance agent? Well, today I'm going to give you the steps to untangle yourself from your current broker and how to switch to someone who can do a better job. Stay tuned. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. All right, let's jump in. There can be a variety of reasons why a doctor might want to change their malpractice insurance agent. Here are five of the most common pitfalls that agents fall into. Number one, they haven't shopped around for you recently, or maybe ever. Malpractice insurance agents make a commission from the carrier that they place business with, and they earn that commission every year that you renew your policy. When an agent doesn't regularly shop around for you, or at least keep their eye on the market and let you know what they're seeing, you run the risk of overpaying or outgrowing your current policy, meaning it no longer meets your needs. We see this often in the market, and a lot of times it's simply due to the agent's laziness. Once they write your business, then they put you on autopilot, and there's really no effort to change your coverage or go through the process of shopping around to make sure that you still have the right policy at the right price. Now, I'm not advocating shopping around every year. In fact, I actually advise against that. And I also don't think it's good for doctors to jump from carrier to carrier. But it is important that you go through a regular due diligence process every three to five years to make sure that the policy you still have is the right one for you. The second pitfall is that your agent doesn't specialize in medical malpractice. There are a lot of big insurance agencies that tout their ability to handle all of your insurance needs, from life and health to disability to business owners' policies and more. Malpractice insurance is a lucrative market because premiums for MedMal are much higher than premiums for other types of insurance, so it behooves an insurance agency to offer malpractice insurance services because it's a big moneymaker. But the problem is malpractice insurance is a complex line of business. Every state is different. And I don't just mean they are unique. I mean, they have different limit structures, different reporting rules. Some have mandatory patient compensation funds. Some have optional funds. Some states have different requirements for who is allowed to do business in their state. And it is a highly regulated market. Add on top of that the complexities of healthcare, the various types of policies, and the dozens of carriers that a doctor can choose from, and it is incredibly difficult for a jack-of-all-trades insurance agency to be proficient in all lines of business, especially medical malpractice. The other thing that we often see is that agencies are not exclusively focused on healthcare. 
If your agent also handles the insurance for the local steel mill, the grocery store down the street, and the school district, then you need to question how much they really know about the business of medicine. It's incredibly important that your malpractice insurance agent understands healthcare and is an expert in MedMal. The third pitfall for agents is that they only have access to a few carriers. It's one thing for your agent to shop around for you, but if they're only appointed with one or two companies, that doesn't really help you. Malpractice insurance companies are very selective when they appoint agents to represent them in the market. You must go through a vetting process, showing your competency, your license, your knowledge, and your experience in the market how much business you plan on writing with them, and it's also based on how many other agents the carrier already has working for them. Malpractice insurance carriers only want the best people representing them. So for that reason, not every agent can get access to every carrier. So what does that mean to you? Well, if your agent only has one or two carriers, how do you know that those are the best two options for you? How can you possibly do a comprehensive market review if you are only sampling a few companies? And are those the best two companies or are they the worst two companies? If your malpractice insurance agent has a limited market, that means your options will be limited as well, which isn't ideal. Will you be able to find malpractice coverage? Sure. But will it be quality insurance at an affordable rate? Who knows? So for this reason, an agent with a limited market should be something that you try to avoid. Pitfall number four is that your agent isn't responsive. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to a doctor or a practice administrator, and they either don't know who their agent is, they've never met them, or they've never done anything but heard their voice. They've only gotten canned emails and traditional responses that come through the mail, and they just feel like they're on autopilot. Oftentimes, this will happen when a new practice administrator takes over for a group, and then the insurance coverage just continues to renew through the same agency year over year. Or sometimes it happens the opposite way, when an agent retires and then the account gets reassigned to someone else in the agency. Either way, if you don't have an agent that is giving you personal attention, then you have to question how well they really understand your risk. Let's be honest, nobody really wants to hear from their insurance agent any more than they need to, so there is definitely a delicate balance here. But it is incredibly important that your agent is handling your questions promptly. They should be knowledgeable and able to get you what you need fast, while also working with you proactively to ensure that your current coverage is still the right fit. And pitfall number five is that your agent isn't helping you with education and risk prevention. A malpractice insurance agent's job is much more than simply getting you set up with a policy. Good agents will also get you plugged in with risk management education, training for your staff, and they can help you onboard new providers by teaching them about the basics of medical malpractice. If your agent isn't offering you solutions and ensuring that you're taking advantage of all of the services offered by your malpractice carrier, then they're doing you a disservice. Not to mention the fact that you might be missing out on some additional premium savings since most carriers offer you a credit for taking risk courses and reducing the likelihood of a claim. 
If any of these pitfalls sound familiar to you, it might be time for you to make a change. So how do you fire your malpractice insurance agent? Well, you do so by letting your insurance carrier know that you'd like new representation. And this is done through the process of a broker of record change, or a BOR. Some carriers will also call it an agent of record change or an AOR, but it's the same thing. With a broker of record or BOR change, your policy stays the same. You just change who you're working with. Most carriers will approve a BOR without question, especially if it's due to a concern with service, lack of knowledge, etc. You'll initiate a BOR by signing a statement, usually on your practice's letterhead, giving the insurance carrier your name, your policy number, and advising that you would like to change your agent. At this time, you'll need to request a new agent by name and ask that they take over at a specific point in time. Here's an example of some verbiage from a BOR template that you can use. Effective immediately, please let this letter serve as acknowledgement that I appoint Bob Jones of Jones Insurance Agency to serve as my new agent of record for policy number XYZ with your company. I am requesting to terminate my current agent and use Jones Insurance Agency with your company going forward. After you send in your agent change letter, the insurance carrier will review and determine if they can approve the request. The agent must be appointed with them and on good terms. It's not a guarantee that they will approve your request. If the requested agent is appointed with them and meets their criteria, then the insurance carrier will notify the current agent of the change request, and they will be given 10 days to try to get a rescinding letter. At this time, your current agent will probably come back to you and try and win back your business. So you can either hold firm and tell them no, or you could give them a second chance. If you want to give them another shot, then you will have to sign a rescinding letter advising the carrier that you've changed your mind and you'd like to keep things the same. But if you're ready for a change, then you just let your current agent know that you're moving on. And after 10 days, the carrier will switch your representation to the new agent. Now, this 10-day window can be problematic at times because during this time, you're kind of in limbo. You can't start working with the new agent until the 10 days is up. So often doctors will ask the insurance carrier to waive the 10-day rescinding period, especially if you're eager to get quotes or you need to get moving on a renewal or coverage changes. We have a free download for you with an agent of record change template, and it includes a statement about asking to waive the rescinding period. I think you'll find that helpful as you work with your insurance carrier to make the necessary changes to your policy. So you can access this template in the show notes for today's episode. Once you've made the agent change, then you're all set to start working with your new agent or broker. And when you're aligned with the right malpractice insurance agent, you'll be able to practice with much more confidence. If you need some tips on how to select a new agent, we have another whole episode for you on how to pick the right broker. We'll link that episode in the show notes for you today as well. And if you have any questions on this topic, or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. 
And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. And of course, if you haven't done so already, please don't forget to give us a like and a follow. And I'd really love your feedback if you could please leave me a review. Your support really does help us to reach more people. And we're so grateful for your clicks and your kind words. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.